forever. Dog! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories stories to Tell tell on the pod. Pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. But primarily, it is a, a podcast about scary things told through a funny lens. So it's like Phyllis Diller reading The Raven. Yeah, it's like um, your mom getting so scared to see a spider that she farts. <laughs> that's, and, that's the vibe. And as you heard from that delightful laughter in the background, we have just the most wonderful guest today. You know his work from High Maintenance, Mysteries of Laura, uh, and most recently the amazing Netflix show Dead to Me. It's Max Jenkins. Hey! Oh my god, my resume! What a resume! Thank I mean, you. and that's just that's just the highlights. There are plenty of other ones. Right. You know, from stage plenty. Mysteries of Laura really is. <laughs> Histories of Laura sort of is the same vibe as this podcast. It yes, is. It's sort it of is. like New York adjacent. <laughs> We're really cornering, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're really cornering the mysteries of mysteries of Laura audience um, with this yeah, podcast for sure. Guys. <laughs> I see a lot of that on the on the boards. Yeah. Max, how are you doing? It's a Venn diagram. Um, I'm so good. I'm like gorging myself secretly over here, like <laughs> eating my farm fresh vegetables that I've put into a salad. And oh yeah, classic, loving classic gorge stuff. <laughs> classic uh. quarantine. Uh, assembling a salad <laughs> and fully nude and. <laughs> No, I'm only I'm only like three quarters nude, but I'm pretty much nude. That's a most good. Yeah. a mostly nude salad Randomly. is sort of the dream. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm in my body, but also you know the salad's pretty. It's it's not so wet. It's like <laughs> that's good. Max, have you yeah. watched this show on Netflix called uh, Selling Sunset? <laughs> I watched the beginning of the first episode oh, last night. My you god. did. Oh my! It is really incredible that girl who comes back from Europe with her with her boy, her fiance. Oh, the hockey man, her husband. I would assume. Yes. Right. She just yeah. manifested that, huh? She really two, manifested that. Two of them have hockey men, right? Or no, Romaine is just a French um, sort of golem. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Tell. They, oh my god! All of their boyfriends and husbands are Who's like Romaine? in space. They like right. don't ever <laughs> well, see them. Uh, if you're in football, you you get to date an actress, but if you're a hockey guy, you have to date a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that? That, that that's the that's the rule. And one of my favorites, I I watched all of season one yesterday. I don't know how. I mean, I do know how. Anna was like, you have what? to watch this insane show. Um, <laughs> and the, what's so bizarre about it? I think one of my favorite parts of of any of the episodes is there are just things that like you feel like should or could have been cut out that someone just let go um and there's one part where like two real estate <laughs> agents are talking yes t- two real estate agents are talking in a restaurant and and a waitress comes by and just and just leaves a bowl on the table and goes here are your lettuces <laughs> your gem <laughs> your gem your gem your gem lettuces. Your gem lettuces. There, no, there's a moment where a girl is making a fake phone call, and it's so fake that you can see her home screen while she <laughs> has the phone next to her ear. <laughs> really good. Didn't fucking CGI that shit. Oh, they. Couldn't. I could. I couldn't believe the kind of pink blazer with like geometric buttons. Oh my uh, god. Because I, you know, obviously they're not they're not fashionable girls, but I'm just wondering what where that just what the impetus of that thought was. Right. It, I, I, I think they're into kind of a Wall Street 80s, big business kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Like, they want to exude that. Yeah, it feels yeah. very like much like... Working girl capitalist vibe. Yeah, <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley on the red carpet, very much that. Sort of wow. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's the vibe. Is, is, is their icon, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure she'll make an appearance. Yeah, it's oh. funny. I, that's like, I feel this... I'm at the point in quarantine where I'm watching things that I never would have watched before. And, and it's like... Mm. Selling Sunset also is like in the category for me of me watching like schlock horror movies from the 80s where it's like I'm watching people who I don't know how aware they are of the medium that they're in. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. 
like they think they're in something else. Right, right. And that's and I think that's sort of the uniting principle of of all the things I'm watching where it's like people who are confidently out of place and are just mm. not following the rules of uh of the context. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, good. that doesn't sound dissimilar to my life, but Which speaking <laughs> of the rules of the context, um mm-hmm. today is a Wednesday. It is fully a Wednesday. And Wednesdays are Urban Legisode days where we sort of we take a little, a fun little scenic detour away from the Alvin Short, Stephen Gamble, Scary Stories Tell in the Dark books. And we look at scary stories from people's own lives, from their own pasts, from their, their own selves. Um, and Max... You're kidding me. That's, I mean, that's perfect. That's so good. <laughs> I know. I feel very good about the structure. And I think that anyone who would seek to change it is a fool. Um, <laughs> I agree. And Max, I believe that today you are our guest, and today we'd love for you to um, to tell us about any sort of scary things that have happened to you. Do I you mean, have- I love that. I love the scary stories too. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, I would have been comfortable on a Tuesday as well. <laughs> some bodies in the attic, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, uh, and we'll have you back. We'll have you back to read some yeah. read some of those scary stories. Just to say the word "somebody," you know, because <laughs> um, that's sort of just my in. <laughs> to that space is just saying somebody a lot <laughs> that pun um but uh no i do I, you know because i was i am happy that i'm here on a wednesday because it feels like there had maybe there have been kind of spooky things that have happened around me in my life but i just am so it's like i have this shield of literalism that they just fucking yeah. bounce off me <laughs> like they don't like i was just trying to think of things from my life and it's weird i mean no not everything's weird but like I was convinced that Cruella DeVille lived in the church across the street from my house. <gasps> but even for me, like if someone were to say that to me, like if, if I was six years old, like it would be more of a vibe of like, Oh no shit. Like I would be like excited by like the celebrity, like wow. real estate aspect, like just excite. Like I didn't know that our neighborhood was like, <laughs> that cool that she could, you know, I, I would think that she would live somewhere else. But um, so yeah, I mean stuff like, I mean, so I guess there was, you know, there was an Upper West Side Strangler in our neighborhood. And that was oh my kind God. of like, definitely a, a, that was a distinct flavor of my childhood oh God. Was, was the Upper West Side Strangler. That's right. You're a city kid. Makes, You're a New York yeah. City kid. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm from Manhattan. And, it, you know, Upper West Side, it still was fucking, it was still Nora Ephron. Yeah. But there just also <laughs> happened to be a Strangler. <laughs> a Nora Ephron um, movie with a Strangler in it. Oh, what could have been? <laughs> it. I mean, I lived it, you know. Um, <laughs> There was also the fact that I that I had a birthday with the capturing the Freedman's clown. <gasps> what? I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yes, because he was. I mean, he was very in vogue at the time. He was like that's the most right, popular or trendy clown that you could possibly use. That genre of so, that um, genre of celebrity in the in the late eighties and nineties. I'm fascinated by. It. Like, what a time! Oh, I know. I know. I'm obsessed. Um, I don't really have any run-ins other than the capturing the freedom. So maybe it, you know. Wait, could you say more but, about um, it? So, um, capturing the Freedmans is a documentary um, from oh. from a few years ago, maybe a decade ago. Um, is that right? I think so. I, it's maybe. funny. I, I was imagining it being longer, but I guess it is. I guess it was. I, maybe. Yeah, I remember seeing it at the Angelica. That's my only. Memory. Oh but yeah, I think it's like two thousand three ish. We were still in college. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a documentary about um, a, a father and son who, who, whatever, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I they thought... were ultimately charged with, oh. but they were child molesters, I think, <gasps> yeah. I gather. Don't do that. And all of their victims, I'm sorry, what, do you guys want to talk about <laughs> No, I'm saying to the child molesters, don't do that. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I agree. I told them too. But like um, he was a he was a he was a birthday party clown. Yeah. That. No, wow, that's um, bad. That's so and scary. I think it was more. It was like less likely that it was more likely that you would have him for your birthday because he was so hot. Oh no! So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, many of my friends had him as their a friend. hot clown. Oh my god! I don't mean hot, sexy. I mean that he was hot in demand. Okay, okay. Because I, I was gonna say I was like everybody wanted. I was him. like, am I thinking of the right documentary? <laughs> no, he's not. I don't oh, think he's sexy. I thought you meant sexy too. <laughs> he's like a Long Island. Linda. Oh my god. No, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Oh Don't my god. I apologize for the clown being hot. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no. I wish he was hot. I think that would be more interesting. But in any case, he uh, you know, he and all of their victims, I believe, were were uh, members of their after school no. computer class no. in their basement. Oh. No. 
Oh, and this was in Long Island. It oh, in, uh, God. Oh, I think Great Neck. It was in Great yeah, Neck. Yeah, that, oh, yes. that happens in Great Neck. Yeah, I'm from, um, the, are you guys from I'm from the South Shore. We just had mermaids at our birthday parties. We had like... <laughs> Did you really? That was my one. The one time there was a performer at a birthday party was my cousin Sarah's um, birthday party. There was an aerial impersonator. Oh yeah, and, but just on dry land. On dry she land, she had her feet. Water. She had full on wire rim glasses, which I was a little bit like, okay. Oh <laughs> my god! You know, again, it was the it was the style. If your eyes have adjusted to living underwater, living on land, it's you're inevitably you're going to need some correctional eyewear. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, no, she's involved. The only character I remember being at a birthday party, someone um, was dressed up like Baby Bop from uh, Barney, <laughs> which I thought was weird. Barney. Like, why are we going with Baby Bop that instead is, of Barney? But, um, but I remember that is the sexier choice. <laughs> I remember them being very tall, like much taller than I felt Baby Bop should be. <laughs> um, right, right. Yeah, it was disorienting. Uh, wow. Th- it's, Look, it, this guy did not molest anyone in my birthday party. Thank goodness. He, he, Small blessings. He still was the MC. That's good. So I had a brush, brush with fame wow. there. But to getting to my urban legend, yes. which is not an urban legend, it's just something that happened to my family. Um, so we had a next door neighbor. His name was Michael. He was an odd man, but he was an adult. He lived next door with his mom. Mm-hmm. Her name was Michelle, which was also my mom's name. So there was kind of a, you know, funhouse mirror image living next door in a weird way. <laughs> I was Michael and Michelle was Michelle. Wow. Um, no, but um, sorry. I also, you know, I, we, I lived with my father. They're still together. I don't know why I'm acting like. <laughs> uh, we had four people in the household. My sister, my father, my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next door was Michael and Michelle. And um, he was weird. He was a little obsessed with my mom because my mom was super nice to him uh-huh. and he would kind of stare at her in the elevator, like um, just completely just stare. And, yeah. I, and I was kind of too young to really notice this. This is a family story that's been relayed many times. Oh. You know? um, so this isn't like a firsthand memory of this creepy guy staring at me <laughs> in the elevator. Um, but he, he didn't care for my father. I'll tell you that. He didn't care for my father much. Oh. Um, but he would stare at my mom. And his mother, Michelle, said... God, Michael likes you more than she's ever than I've ever seen him like anyone. Which that was supposed to be like a gorgeous compliment. Oh when no! When in reality, it was kind of upsetting. Um, and one night, you know, my parents were having a party, and they left the front door open rather than go back and forth to like get guests. You know, bring them in. Mm-hmm. And um, we had like a long hallway leading back to the rooms of the apartment, so it was like you couldn't hear the doorbell um, if you were in the apartment. And then um, suddenly, Michael was in the party. You know, he, he saw the open door and he just came in and he like walked all the way back and was like, hey. And my mom was like, oh, hi, Michael. You know, and he kind of hung out at the party for a sec. And um, she was like, do you want anything? And he was like, no, I just heard people laughing. The door was open. Um, so he stayed a while. Uh. And then he went home. So that isn't, that's not, I, I don't know if you're worried that was the, when something was going to happen. <laughs> that, was, that was a red hair. Yeah. Oh wow! You know what, I mean? <laughs> what if that was um, just the that was just the end? The, that would be a New York horror story. Is just a neighbor showing up uninvited to a party. <laughs> that's plenty. That's enough. That's Manhattan. Um, it was. It hurt me. Um, so some time passed. Um, I was in like. I mean, I think I was. My sister was a toddler, and she's like two years younger than me. So I was in nursery school mm-hmm. or something around there. And, um, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm gathering, <laughs> you know, it's been a moment since I've thought about it. I know, this. yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're just, like, at home. It's, like, my mom, me and my sister, and our babysitter, Darlene. And suddenly my mom hears just a blood-curdling scream, <gasps> like, just a scream of terror that, like, the likes of which, you know, she's never heard before. And, like, and, and a cry of help, <gasps> just somebody going, help! And um, she heard, she did hear a loud thud. <gasps> oh. And she ran out to the door and she opened the door and Michael was stabbing his father with a long <gasps> Um So his father just like fell, you know, he fell to the floor and my mom closed the door and called, you know, she called 911 and she asked if she should like drag the, drag Michael's father inside. <gasps> and she said no, because they said to lock yourself in, in the house and stay inside. And she, I think she opened the door to like check again, which motherfucker, like, can you fucking chill out? <sighs> Um, but she opened the door and she saw Michael like, oh, she opened the door and like he, he saw her and then went back into his own house. And, um, my mom, my mom, she like didn't drag him in because she was worried that like the injuries might be too severe. So she just went inside and locked the door and kept watch through the people. And this is my favorite part of the story. 
So um, Michael's mom, Michelle, she comes out of the apartment with like a green hand towel and she throws the, the green hand towel on her ex-husband's body and then like sits on the stairs and lights a cigarette. Oh, what? Oh. Just like throws the hand towel on. Oh. Which is just an incredible, like, just kind of like John Cassavetti's movie or something. Yes. Oh my God. Just, just the, like, the hand the towel. Of the, the towel. Well, as if to say like, clean yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do what you need to do. My with this God, did he? So she, you know, she went inside, and you know, the elevator opened, and like three policemen came with like guns, <gasps> you know, guns like out and pointed in the air, and then they they took the guy away. Oh, and there was like a huge patch of blood on the carpet, D- and they cut it out. They cut it out of the carpet and like left the floor underneath. They just left a hole for a while. Oh my God, Max. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, I, I see that's the moment also where you think that I haven't given you a red herring, but there's actually one final twist. <laughs> okay. Because these, you know, these things sort of happen in threes, don't you find? Uh, oh yeah, always. Sure. And and as I told you, this is almost like a stock story. Like it's just so, it, it's so odd. Like it's just, like it's like the structure is perfect. It's so Aristotelian, you know, it's like the first one and the second one. And then here's the, here's the third, here's the twist. Um, so the mom, she like lived there for another year or so. And, um, then a nice family moved in. We liked them and then they moved out and we still lived there. And my mom went into the apartment cause it was unoccupied and she wanted to see if like potentially she could buy it and like make a, one big apartment for us, like break in, break down oh, the sure. wall in between the apartments. Yeah. And she went back to what I can only assume was Michael's bedroom back in the day. And she looked in and um, she found a small hole in the wall. And she saw that he had been spying on us until. (gasps) Oh, Max. So it's that thing where I don't even know if that really gave you a chill if you're being polite. No, Are you kidding me? It's just the perfect Aristotelian urban legend. That's a film. That, that is story a film. is a movie. I know. It's so good. Yeah. And I've I've like looked through the years in like New York Times. I've tried to find <laughs> not that I doubt my mother I believe <laughs> the story. Um <laughs> but I just need proof. I I need a little bit more proof than I have. I mean it's you know family yeah, story. Yeah, of course. Max, I can't that th- yeah, you're first of all, this is a film. It's like Hillary Swank or like like I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to think of yeah, but it's definitely. I mean, that's the that's the um, Nora Ephron it with the Strangler mom. movie. You know, you're right. You're right wow. because you think that the danger is outside. Turns right. out, oh, turns out it's inside. It's that, inside the home. The, the call is coming. That from is so deeply crazy, Max. Oh. That's the '90s, right? That's the '90s. <gasps> that is a I mean, that is a horror find? story of the '90s. It is, isn't it? Deeply '90s. Oh my God. It was an elevator building that gives you any, you know. <laughs> yeah, I. It's so funny because my my aunts lived in New York City uh, throughout the '90s, and I would go stay with them from time to time. And like, they had a gorgeous apartment on Union Square. Like, um, those. Sorry, you said your aunts. Oh, uh, what's that? You said your aunts. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my two of my dad's sisters. Um, Ha- had know. this like be- I thought maybe you just called them that but they were lesbians. <laughs> no, I that would be fun. I <laughs> not listen, together, yeah. but we can assume if, separate. <laughs> if they we're were ants together, we're ants apart. If I did have lesbian ants, I would introduce them as lesbian ants because I was so proud. I also love my other right, two ants, but they are sisters and were not romantically involved. Um but they <laughs> lived they lived on Union Square and and when I would go stay with them, I it's funny now like looking back, I'm like, "Oh, those were the most glamorous apartments. The ones with like the the towers on the southeast corner of the park that had like the glowing mm. um, pyramids at the top. You know oh the one, yeah, you know the, the, oh yeah. Like there was like a grocery yes. store. The, so so yeah, they had this really beautiful apartment there, and I, it's a huge building, massive. And I, you, when I would go and visit, I would be terrified. I would be like, the city. This is where everyone is getting stabbed constantly. Like. It, you know, this is where I'm in, I'm in perpetual danger, even being here. <clears throat> you live so close to the city, no? What? No. Well, I, no, I live, we lived in New Hampshire and then Florida. Um, my, Chris, my husband lived right. in Long Island, so he was there. Yeah, more often, I'm but, from Long Island sorry. too. So for both of us, there's enough. There's I plenty. And I always think you're from like the tri-state area. It, I, yeah, I, I think it's my complexion. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but um, I look, I look like I've been inhaling dirty air for most of my life. Um, yeah, you do. But, but You're very East Coast. My aunt, 
My aunt once said to me when yeah. I was like, nerd, she was like, people only. <laughs> this is such a funny thing to say to a child. She was like, people only get hurt when they're outside and they're alone. <laughs> And oh that was the thing God. outside and alone. That was the thing where I was like, oh, okay. So as long as I'm inside with people or outside with people or inside <laughs> alone, everything's fine. But like, it's just such a funny thing that like my young aunt who was, oh you know, God. who's in like her late 20 or early 30s at the time, you know, was just sort of saying offhand to make me feel better. Um, but if I had heard that story as a kid, and Max. Also she didn't want you to, on her watch to get killed. That right. would be bad news. Right. Yes. Yeah. So she was actually trying to scare you maybe a little bit. Probably just a bit. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny then because she became an FBI agent and she has many scary stories. You're kidding. No. Yeah. <gasps> what were the other things that scared you as a kid, Max? Well, I, I tell you the Cruella living in that church, it, it did throw me through a loop for a long time just because it was this incredible turret that I could see from my window and it just looked like, Oh wait, excuse me. I, I've it's, I, I made a complete mistake. I thought it was Maleficent who lived there. Okay. I was going to say Cruella de Vil. <laughs> No, living. it wasn't Cruella. It was Maleficent. In a Similar church. cheekbones. Obviously, yes, I know, in a place of God. <laughs> um, no, but it was, yeah, it was Maleficent because it was so gothic and it just worked for her. She fucking, you know, it was like her style. And it was completely believable right off the bat that Maleficent would live in this turret. And But my point is that I, 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 it's hard, I'm quite cynical. It's hard for me to suspend disbelief. But in that situation, it was so clearly true that Maleficent would live in that tower. Like, wow. That's, it was so her jam. That, that tower was so her. And it's why I like movies like Cloverfield, because you can't really see the monster, so you can sort of believe it more. You're like, this could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, it's really hard to get me. <laughs> this is yeah. a documentary. One other thing. It wasn't. This is a doc. A biodoc. Um, I, is that a term? Um, <laughs> I'll just say wow. one other thing that happened to me, which is we, I went, um, to an Airbnb in the Berkshires with, um, my bros. I have a bunch of male friends, which is uh, shocking on its own, <laughs> but, um, we all, we all go to a, a how an Airbnb like in the country and like, you know, drink and do drugs like once a year. Um, we're not addicted to those things. We just do them anyway. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> um, but we got to this Berkshire's house and it had not been on the listing that a murder hotel was on the premises. Oh. It was, I'd say 50, no, it was like a hundred feet from the house. Um, it was a hotel. It was a motel. What? It was a motel and it was, it was two stories and we we investigated and we went inside and we went into the office and there was a running refrigerator with like half eaten like cottage cheese inside. Oh, and we were like, no. the, the fridge is hot! <laughs> and we ran screaming, you know, like we couldn't believe that there was like, whole milk inside that was open. Oh. We were like, the milk is open! <laughs> like, it's not expired! Um, and there was a Babadook cat in one of the rooms. Oh, no! No. <laughs> wow. There's one other thing I'd like to do. Do I have a moment? Oh, please. To tell yeah. You nothing. Really have time. If I could, just that, um, I don't know if you know the Harlem Valley Wingdale stop on the Metro North going, going upstate. I don't, I don't think I've ever passed um, that one. No. It's called Harlem Valley Wingdale. And if you Google it, you'll find that literally across the, the railway from, from the stop is an abandoned mental institution. Oh no. And it's where, I don't know, I think it was the seventies, maybe the sixties, but it was where a lot of the first lobotomies were performed. <gasps> and, um, it really scary. Like yes. I used to, we used to have a little cottage like up in Connecticut, me and my family, and we don't have it anymore. But when we did, we would drive that way. And once I was going to Williamstown theater festival with my friend, Tom and my other friend, Merle, and we stopped and we investigated and oh. I climbed up the side of the building to look oh. into the second floor. You did. And there was a mural. There was a mural of a clown. Inside. Oh no. And my understanding is that, is that urban, urban spelunkers kind of draw scary things on oh. abandoned sites. I don't know if you're aware of that. Max, you're so adventurous and exploring frightening abandoned places. I, I was about to say, no, that's not true. And then I realized that last week I forced my friend to, to park with me on this military base. In <laughs> no. And we were scared shitless. We almost shat ourselves. <laughs> it was so scary. There was like a sign that said, beware, like, like security dog ahead. Oh my God. And there was like a little R, there was like a little RV parked in front of us. And I was like, we could get shot. Oh, wow. I guess I do like to get scared. I enjoy it. You like the thrill. I do. 
I, I, I don't tell the stories very well, obviously. But no, you I do. Have the experience. I, I no, think they're I, captivating. Yeah, you do a really well, great job. I don't job. tell them in a spooky way. I just, I just try to relay the facts. I think that's the scariest thing to do. We, Anna and I often talk about mm-hmm. the fact that, like, when someone is telling a story in a spooky way, it's, uh, it's too much. You know, it's like someone. You're not going to buy it. It's like someone telling you a story and crying to make you cry. You know, it's like, well, that's not how that works. So true. Um, I can't feel it. If you're going to have to cry, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, right? I I haven't been able to stop thinking about this, Max, um, since you wow. mentioned it. But the idea of Maleficent uh, living in New York City and 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 <laughs> captivating the like horrified curiosity of a young gay boy um, yeah. makes sense to me. Petrified, but also turned on. Right. Well, that's the, there's been a lot of talk about like who is the gayest Disney villain. And the mm. argument for Maleficent is like, what could be gayer than not being invited to a friend's party and then showing up and being <laughs> like, because you didn't invite me, I curse your child to be hot and die young. <laughs> so true. In when, the grand tradition of, of gay villains of Disney, she really is exemplary. Right, right. It just feels it just feels like very, it's her and it's her and from Aladdin. What's his name? Oh, Jafar for sure. Jafar. Yeah, Bowen. Two of them are the gayest, right? Yeah, to Bowen brought up that if if Ursula is modeled after Divine, then Jafar Ooh. is certainly modeled mm-hmm. after John Waters, which I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Wow, yeah. I never or considered you can say that. Paul Lind in a way. Oh, Paul Lind for sure. I, I guess Paul Lind is more um, is more the Gilbert Gottfried role. Did you know Paul Lind is suspected can. of maybe pushing a young man out of his hotel window and killing him? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Natalie Wood off the boat. No, <laughs> oh imagine if it was Paul. Well, was he like, Paul Lind definitely was there. did that. I it, it, this it, that's not <laughs> that's that, not a suspicion. That's not fair to for I'm saying I'm saying it, it is true that Paul Lind was suspected. He had brought a young man back to his hotel room, and then ten minutes later, he had fallen out of the window, down to the ground, and was killed. And and I, I think I think and what, Paul Lind was not jailed for homosexuality. He was I, he wasn't he wasn't. I think I believe that the. What what they came to the conclude they came to the conclusion that they both had been drinking. The guy was balancing on the handrail and fell, but because Paul Lind right. was known for having a temper, um, it was <gasps> thought that maybe he had done it. But I don't think he did. But just that that true Hollywood crime story, I think, is very wow. compelling in and of itself. Wow. Damn. I mean, killing while gay. Killing you know, while gay. He would, be, he would be judged more harshly for that. Wow, killing while but gay. I'm so happy. But maybe it's maybe celebrity really trumps everything that ultimately you can get off. Yeah, it should I mean, be legal. It should be legal to kill while gay. I think that should be allowed. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, that's what I'm. I think. I think so. You should get one. You should get Especially like one. Bald. You get one choice. <laughs> be reasonable. Uh, yeah, just one for a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. God. I th- was that in in Los Angeles? Do you know? Uh, it you know must have been. It must have been Los Angeles. But if but maybe not. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it was around Hollywood Squares time. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. I think about well, all I could ask is that like you you find out the date that he comes back to Hollywood Squares. And uh, on Long Island, were there like were there like um crimes that cap like that captured kind of urban legend scale? Yeah, there's a, I think there's a murder house that I know of, isn't there? There's yeah. definitely yeah, well Amityville Horror is the big murder house. Oh um, duh, yeah. Oh my God, uh, of course. The main there's Is that a family? What? Is that a family? Is that a father yeah, who killed his family? Um, I think it was a son that killed the whole family because he said there were um, voices in his head or the devil made him do it. And then um, a, a movie with Ryan Reynolds looking too hot, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. They made the Snatched movie. to the gods. <laughs> Snatched to the, you're not a father. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, imagine, anachronistic abs. Can you imagine like being a child and you have three siblings and then you walk into your dad's room and he's just doing furious crunches? Like, I don't. <laughs> No, believe like, that your dad impossible. having cum gutters. No, <laughs> gutters. I can't come to school today. My dad has CGs. Oh, <laughs> My dad's got the V. Yeah, I'll clean him out. I don't Sorry. feel like taking oh, no. the SATs. My dad. <laughs> no. I actually do have. I have a, a Barry's boot camp instructor here in Los Angeles, and that's his whole brand. Is that he's like a dad with cum gutters. Oh it's no, like his whole personality on Instagram. It's really horrible. Well, that's a thing you pressure. can't. You can't just naturally be a dad with CGs. You got to make it your whole thing. No. <laughs> it's like vegans it's who are like, I'm a bodybuilder and a firefighter, and I do, and I'm strong. <laughs> exactly. It's like you have to try so yes. hard to be the thing that you shouldn't. You know, 
Um, well, that's, his third thing is that he's like goofy. That's like the third of his personality. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's wild. Um, yeah. I know that. Sorry, you were saying. Oh, the the Long Island serial killer is this guy Joel Rifkin, um, who killed people between New York City and Long Island, which is like very Long Island. You go back and forth. Um, <laughs> but he, but apparently, the urban legend with him that touches me is that he was a camp counselor at the camp that I worked at and went to as a kid, which (gasps) there wasn't like a full story with that. It was just like, Ooh. And then you'd like, I don't know, go to bed or make a s'more or something. But it happened before, before you were there. Way before. Yeah. This was in the seventies or the eighties and early nineties. They all happened back then. Why why don't they happen anymore? Antidepressants? Maybe or I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe we just don't know about them yet. Maybe like that's coming. I don't know. There's the guy who um, there's the guy who killed someone and then he performed an entire regional play that he was in. <gasps> oh what? God! Like you know the, him, the right? same day. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He like went and did a like a performance. Are you serious? Like, okay, I'm googling it. <laughs> I thought you would know this. No, this one. This um, one has escaped me. Okay. He he was literally he was in a production of I literally just googled murderer actor <laughs> for me murderer actor regional play you know what I mean yeah maybe that oh no Mur- that's production of murder for two <laughs> I would love if there was just a play called murder actor <laughs> murder actor there's a video wow. game called murder actor. bring your dad um anyway you know wow come back and pod at some other well, point it, and tell that story it's funny because i think in new hampshire they're just i'm sure there are serial killers in new hampshire it wasn't like it wasn't like as um present in our public consciousness there was like a family of carnies who had moved into our hometown and like during the great depression and there were a lot of like kind of mean rumors about them um, being like a dark <laughs> carnival and maybe killing people. Um, and in Florida, it, I feel like almost all of the like scary urban legend uh, killer stories were about like there's this crazy new drug and it makes people do this. And then after all of those urban legends, then there was the bath salts guy who ate the homeless man's face. Um, and, and there's like crocodile, which was a big thing, which I, I don't know if it was oh, a big yeah. thing in Florida, but that was happening. Crocodile. Yeah. It like makes your skin look like crocodile skin and it's, it's very bad. Um, it's like but Russian heroin. Yes. Right. Oh, it's a drug. Yeah. It's drug. It's drug. It sounds so glamorous. Crocodile. <laughs> and, and then there was a big thing about like, um, well, I think being being in the proximity of the Everglades, there was a thing about like, well, the Russian mafia in Miami will dump bodies in the Everglades and sometimes campers just come across bodies. And I don't know that that's true either, but like that was like a thing that was very much spread around uh, the recess yeah, yard. I mean, you're from you're from that world. You know, you're from yeah. town. Yeah, there are a lot in Florida. Must be the My- heat. My boyfriend Jason is from Utah, and today as we were watching our new Sunset Strip or Selling Sunset show, um, Insane Pools. That Andrew recommended <laughs> Insane to me. Pools. Yes. Insane Pools is crazy. Pools. It takes place in Florida, and it's like a family asking for a koi pond, and then they rip up their whole backyard. And uh, but anyway, it's just it's very tacky Florida people. And Jason said that Florida is the Vegas of the East Coast. Which I think is extremely oh, fair. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that it's true, like true. a weird mix of the elderly and drugs, and like mm-hmm. just crime, right. but also boring. It's too and hot. It's too hot. You need the air heat conditioning. Makes you do crazy things. Yes, yeah. and very I, much. I I maintain that there is something that happens to like. I don't know. You you read about like Florida man, like all those insane headlines. I think if you do that for any state, you're going to find some crazy headlines. I will say that Florida has a startling percentage of those headlines. Um, But I maintain that an element of it is if you are constantly going from like blistering heat and humidity to like blasting air conditioner cold, it has to do something to your brain. Wow. Doesn't that feel so incredible though? That's so true. I, I, my first day of school in Florida, um, we moved last minute. We, we, we came to Florida. I had had surgery on my feet recently. I had leg splints. I had also just broken my back. So I was in a back brace. I, I mean, I looked, I looked like the most improbable child in the world. And, um, you needed some crocodile, (laughs) some crocodile, but my brother, my older brother was able to get into the private school because he was very good at basketball. 
and mm-hmm. their private school is just like we can't take you. So I went. I I was a public school kid for the, my whole time in Florida. Um, I had very positive experiences. But my first day of public school, I remember being a little bit nervous, and my mom was like, "Listen, like I went to public school. Everything's like it's great. You're going to get just as good an education there, you know." And um, and the day began, and just after the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, a kid in my class had a like a breakdown, and then he bit my leg. And then he bit a chunk out of his own bike helmet, and then he had to be restrained by five teachers. No, my first day, and my first like five minutes of class. And um, (laughs) at that point, you're like, I don't know if I can get through this. Well, I I think I was just sort of like, oh, I. It's funny. I don't think I was even like horrified. I think I was just like, well, you know, this is. I've been in Catholic school this whole time, and you know, it's time for me to see the real world. And the kid who did that. (laughs) So you were game. Yeah, the kid who did that. um, We ended up becoming friends, and he called me like once a month through high school. (gasps) What? Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you looked him up? I have not – well, I have – I looked him up in college because I was like, oh, what, what, what happened to him? And um, I couldn't find anything. I hope he's okay. Uh, I, you're, you're, remember, you're reminding me of the character in, um, in Six Feet Under played by uh, the guy who was in Clueless. Oh. You know, he tries to kill his sister, Brenda. Yes. You know, it's just like you can't, you can't just do that. You right. can't do that. You can't just like let people like that hang out. Billy? Was it Billy? Billy. I have I have a season and a half left of Six Feet Under that I started watching and then I got too attached to the show and I didn't want it to end. So I've just been actively not watching (laughs) it. Anna, that's exactly where I am. Oh, my God. That's exactly what happened to me. Wow. I also needed a break from them. David was getting on my fucking last (laughs) night. David's hard. David. Isn't that that a good show can do that to you? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's exactly I'm I'm desperate to drive past the house because the house is also the bird box house. Oh, is it really? I know that to be true because it it looks physically exactly the same. I don't know if it is true. You You eyeballed it and knew? I was like, that's some bird box. That was from bird box. I'm Googling. Bird box house. We are the bird box house. I'm Googling. I just want to tell you guys. So, oh yeah, it was in Costa Mesa. Um, this guy who he killed um, two people, and then he oh. went and promptly did a production of Nine. He did a performance of the musical Nine. He played the main character Guido. Um, it was what? at Hunger Artists Theater in Fullerton, California. Wow! And he fully did the musical. You know, Guido, Guido. <laughs> And, oh um, and he was arrested after after the performance. Well, uh, did you know that there were two different Power Ranger actors who uh, committed – who murdered people? I heard about one and I never had any confirmation of this. It feels – I don't know what it is. L.A. – Power Rangers is the Las Vegas of children's shows. That is absolutely correct. That is absolutely – the that's the perfect analogy. Um, I don't know what – I don't know what it is, but I do feel like the desperation of – Hot male actors in LA inevitably yeah. leads to inevitably leads to murder in two percent of cases. Inevitably, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, but one of the guys. So there was one guy. He, I think he was threatening his roommate with a samurai sword. It did not mean to kill him, but oh, then sure. did accidentally kill him. And then, that is, the, and we've all been threatened by, with a samurai sword by some straight guy, right? I, I, what is it? What, what, yeah, what, they, they love swords. Either violently threatened or he threatened to show you his collection and then you had to (laughs) go with it. And then that was scary enough. Yeah, six and one half dozen in the other as far as I'm concerned. It's funny too because there's this whole like genre of – like have you ever been to Disneyland or like MGM Studios where uh, Tower of Terror is, that that, like ride where it's like old Hollywood scares? Oh, no. No. Well, I just feel like that's like – Clark Gable is like going to kill you? Well, it's like it's the 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 dramaturgy of the ride is this was an old famous Hollywood hotel that all the celebrities stayed at, and then one night a group of people got into an elevator and lightning struck the tower, and then the people in the elevator disappeared, and now oh, you are riding the elevator. Yeah, which I'm like, what a crazy backstory for a is the Disney Tower of ride. Terror ride. I didn't know the Tower of Terror yes. is like old Hollywood themed. Yeah, yeah, that's its whole and and the line the line in. Um, uh, like the queuing line in Orlando is like 
like it look I mean it looks like a rundown Hollywood hotel where it's like all the plants are dead and dying and everything's oh. dusty and it's all like pictures of like 1920s and 30s film stars. It's very cool. But That's I, I f- old Hollywood is like basically like 90% of my personality and then I forget that like literally every person on earth enjoys that. I do feel like there's more there's there's a higher percentage which is surprising, a higher percentage of eccentric neighbors in LA than in New York. Definitely. I mean, People got Las more Vegas space. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. fucking Las Vegas of fucking places where actors live for sure. <laughs> or something. It's I mean it's I think it's that like it's just nicer out and people have a little more space <laughs> and like it's known for being kook town. <laughs> um, so I think people, they go further in LA than they would if they were in New York. With their uh-huh. They kind of hold people to a standard in New York where it's like, get your yes. shit together. Fucking yeah, you can't be that you're way. walking too slowly in front of me. And in LA, there's no such standard. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a dark episode. And for that, I apologize. But also okay. it's a reality of the scary, of the scary side of the world. We I haven't we really done a lot of these. murder stories. That's true. Since, right. Yeah. You're trying to car- carve out your own path, you know, and be more about the occult. <laughs> but but although I don't know, like this this is such a your story is such a specific um scary stories to tell in the dark trope. Like you said, like people lick to slash the babysitter. I mean, your babysitter was there. Like (laughs) it's true. um, Play her. Is my mom Hillary Swank? Oh, oh, let's see. Because I feel like I don't know. I've never met your mom, but I imagine your mom has a lot of gravitas. So I would even sort of say like, I would say like '80s era Kathleen Turner, maybe. Oh my God, she should be so lucky. Or Joe Beth Williams, maybe. Melanie Griffith. Oh sure. Oh, Melanie Griffith would be fun. Um, Ooh, but then yeah. the babysitter, the ba- oh yeah, what was your babysitter doing this whole time? I know she was, you know, she was tending to the children, obviously. So it was, oh. it was really up to my mom to be the her- the heroine because wow. the babysitter was just making sure that the kids didn't come out and like get stabbed. Oh my right. god! I mean, oh god, that is so <sighs> scary. Max, I'm never going to forget that story. Are you kidding? I'm so glad. I, I wasn't it's got sure. It, all. it, it feels really... a little vanilla to me. Maybe just no. so it's so old news. No, well, because I think here's the thing. It is an extraordinary story in that um, you hear about these sort of crimes happening all the time. To know someone who is in proximity to that crime is is uh, rare. You know, yeah, and yeah. um, and I and I like how how straightforward you told it too. Like it didn't need it didn't need any embellishing because right, it doesn't. Yeah, that's a straightforward scare. Um, I, yeah. I didn't want to gild the lily. You know, what you see is what you get. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, thank you, thank you for doing that. No oh, gilded please. lilies needed here. No. Um, Max, we have a segment that we like to close out our show with uh, called "Scary Ideas for Things That Could Happen." Mm. And um, and basically, it is just that uh, each one of us comes up with a short idea of a scary thing that could theoretically happen. Um, and wow. Anna and I can give you samples of what that would be like uh, um, uh, first. And is this thing – I mean it's just a, a scenario that could happen to anyone. Could happen to anyone. You'll it see. could be super – yeah, it okay. could be supernatural. You'll, you'll see. Anna, yeah. do you want to go first? Yes. You step your perfect high-heeled foot into a jewelry store on Rodeo Drive with your younger – no, your much, much older boyfriend who's going to be your fiancé. And he looks at you and says, pick anything you want, sweetheart. (laughs) And you – you – you – Trot over to the the diamond ring case, and you, your hair is so straight and shiny, and you've got a big floppy hat and a little skirt, and you're perfect, you're perfect, and you look into the case, and it's nothing but hot dogs. No, that could that happen. Could happen. <laughs> yep, that that's a happen. really good one. And you have that's to eat really them. Good. They force you to eat them. You have to eat them. He's gonna get down on one knee, and then she's gonna have to bend down and chomp it. And you that's- have to. That is very scary, Anna. That's scary. Um, oh my god. Okay, here's Rodeo my... Drive, honey. That's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Just showing someone a hot dog is legally <laughs> flashing. It's Imagine like, someone you know, showing you like a hot dog. A, it's like in Adam's Family Values, where they're like, and then all their old noses came back, yeah. and all the girls oh, are like, yeah. ah! 
<laughs> I love that. Um, okay, here's mine. Okay. It's summertime, and that means fireworks. And you are sitting out on your deck, looking at the fireworks blast off near your town. And they've done something special this year, where the fireworks are in the shape of letters. And you're astounded at the planning and logistics of what goes into that. When you notice that the letters spell out you are next and when just when you begin to put that together you blast off into the sky and explode oh my god that, that could happen. happen that could happen and the rockets were inside your body they've been you've been the rocket this whole time that's so scary <laughs> oh my god you oh think that god. everyone else is a ghost <laughs> it's the you're sixth the sense of rockets yeah that was a goosebumps i remember <laughs> that was a goosebumps. That was a goosebumps. Were, it was, it was yeah. I think it was my name. I think it was a kid named Max. And he was worried that his next door neighbors were ghosts. And then the twist, <laughs> inevitably, in oh. a goosebumps. That, that oh. pesky R.L. Stein really got me. The ghost next door, I think it was called. Wow. He freaking got you. Max was the ghost. Wow. You really did. He, he died in a fire in the house. Oh, <laughs> a and children's like you, you, horror you book. You begin to suspect. You begin to suspect because he's like, hey, will you pass me a, a Milano cookie? And his sister's like, ugh, and she walks to her room. And he's like, why didn't she listen to me? <gasps> oh, wow. I'm, I'm just remembering the story now. Right, you're totally right. It's literally that, Sixth Sense. In fact, that was the first Sixth Sense. I wonder they, if he kind of originate, originated that trope. That's I interesting. Mean, it's certainly before Sixth Sense. Yeah, that's for sure. He did. Uh, Max, it's official. Do you have one? Me? Yeah. <sighs> so you're Kathy, you're Kathy Griffin. <laughs> you bought you bought your you bought your Bel Air home in cash, which was it's what you've wanted to do ever since you met Susie Orman. You, you it was your goal to buy in cash. <gasps> Kanye and Kim are your neighbors. You're so thrilled. You fucking made it. You know what I mean? Like you're just so happy. You go upstairs. You you know you don't trot like the girl in, on Rodeo Drive. You just sort of sort of float upstairs you're so happy you know i don't mean to suggest she's a ghost she's not a ghost <laughs> you go upstairs and you walk out onto the crowning glory of your of your property this 2000 literally foot terrace mm. just like this balcony that just goes mm. on forever and it's stunning and you can see uh the getty museum and you're just out there and you're like i fucking did it and you know, you had just told the electrician, thanks, uh, you know, thanks for everything. I'll, yeah, I'll be fine for the weekend. Thanks, Mel, you know, to the milkman. I'm all set. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be good for the weekend. It's just me. I'm going to enjoy my house all by myself for the weekend. And as you float out onto that gorgeous balcony, the, the gilded door swings shut behind you. And in that instant, you know, you, you know that you forgot to unlock it from the outside. <gasps> and you are doomed to live out the rest of your days <gasps> on this terrace with no food and no water and no phone and oh. no one to hear your screams <gasps> in the canyons of Bel Air. That, that could, could happen. happen. Guys, Max, scared I literally just for... thought of it because I know that she bought she bought a home in cash. And that's she did I... buy it in cash. She's financially on top of her shit. Oh right. my oh god. Oh my god. And I, I did. I had a studio. You know, when I was in Mysteries of Laura, I was very briefly rich and I thought <laughs> I was gonna put an end to that. So I bought a studio apartment on 56th Street and I had two terraces and <gasps> I got locked out onto one of the terraces once. So one of the scariest moments of my life. How did you get <sighs> out? Um I, my, you know, truly by the grace of God, my friend was visiting and she was coming up. Oh, Max. Yeah. First yeah, of all, really that's that experience is, uh, is so very scary. Second, yeah. that you should pitch that movie to Kathy Griffin <laughs> because a, sur- a survival <laughs> horror about Kathy Griffin stuck on her terrace. It, it, oh like, my God. like coyotes. Like there's so many things. <laughs> It's where she it's plays herself. Of, yeah, it's kind of like Gerald's game, but but Gerald. like a mm-hmm. more fu- but like fun. You know, it's called No Mortgage. <laughs> no I, more. I no also more. think 
I'd love to um, I'd love to read a choose your own adventure book that the title is You're Kathy Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> It turn to like page it's four. It's more, <laughs> if you like this, turn to page four. Yeah. <laughs> Max, <laughs> go back, that... close the book and throw it out. <laughs> throw it off your balcony. That honey. might be the most compelling, scary idea for things that could happen I've, I've, I've heard thus far. You know that moment where your stomach just drops into your shoes? Yes. Because you locked your I door. do. God, oh that's my God. scary. Oh, I, the, fuck. The, the, I one time was playing hide and seek in in my neighbor's house as a kid, and I I accidentally locked myself in a bedroom, and that was scary enough. And there were people yeah. actively looking for me, so yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine as an adult. Oh, that's so scary. That's one of the stories in the book, right? The wedding, isn't it? A, a bride, a new bride. Yes, playing the, hide and seek. The bride. She gets lo- she gets stuck in a trunk. Yeah, yeah, that is really it can, awful. It can she bonks her head. Oh, she oh. bonks her head. If Max. only she had just died in that moment, that would have been preferable. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. What a what a what an absolute pl- pleasure of a guest you've been. I I, I this is where I live. This is <laughs> this is just pleasure the name of, of the a guest for me. The Max Jenkins story. Yes. Pleasure of a guest. <laughs> pleasure yeah, of a guest. It. Here's his full address. Also, I realized <laughs> when I, as I said the sentence. <laughs> As I said, the sentence "pleasure of a guest," my uh, cheeks and lips forgot how to work together. So I really was like a pleasure of a guest. Like that's happening. Sometimes to me. they forget. I, I'm rarely talking to people in, the, in, in this era, so I, that's happening a lot. Oh, I yeah. know. Exercise. Oh, then. Well, we're happy to provide any sort of uh, mouth exercises uh, anytime you need. Really um, this has been a true joy. Uh, where can guys. folks find you? What I mean, I know Dead to Me is a new season out. The oh. first season was so great. I can't wait to watch oh it. I, you know, there, we talked about a lot of stuff that was very, it was, it really reminded me of a lot of Dead to Me stuff. So I think you're going to love, I think you're going to die for it actually. Uh, I can't, I, didn't even I mean, I didn't, I, and I didn't want to say too much because I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for listeners, but yeah, it feels very much in the realm of this episode in yeah. particular. There's a sequence um, in the Angelus forest. That's all I'm going to say. Like, oh. you know, it's just, it's everything we, we Ooh, want. That's but yeah, Max, you're so incredibly funny and such a great yeah. actor and fucking brilliant. I'm and really uh, just, I think, I think in years to come, you'll be looked at as one of, one of the iconic um, guests on talk shows and podcasts that there is always the a new, treat. The new Paul Lind. The new Paul Lind. Yeah. Don't you have to throw a pushing. boy. Throw a boy. <laughs> I have to. Why haven't I thrown a boy? It's like the rite of passage in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Why haven't I thrown a boy? Once that is your memoir. Core. Once we get out of core, I'm on it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for joining us, Max. Thank, thank you. you and to everyone else, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.